Live inside Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football, it's Cofield and Company. Snap on first and goal, pitch to Jacobs, racing left, breaks a tackle, leads the ball forward, touchdown Raiders! Josh Jacobs wouldn't beat a night again! Delayed hand up to Jacobs, huge hole at the middle, 10, cuts right side, 5, touchdown Jacobs! The hat trick in the end zone! His third rushing touchdown of the day! It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go. Twin Peaks Monday Night Football. Willie is here. What's up, buddy? What's happening? Not a whole lot. Big Monday. Yeah, big Monday to recap the uh, Raiders' victory. You hear some of the highlights here, courtesy of Horowitz. I want to get into some of the highlights, some of the – I was going to say lowlights. There were almost no lowlights yesterday. That was a really good day for – the Raiders, we'll get into a little VGK later on. Adam Hill's going to join us in the 4 o'clock hour to break down what's going on with the Raiders yesterday and also today in some of the follow-up. But you sent over an interesting note today yeah. about today is food day. What, what do you mean every day is food day? Yeah, I, I was shocked by it. So I threw I threw that in there just because it was like I, I looked on the, the website that I go to for holiday you know daily stuff and, and it said today is food day i was like food day it's then the day. picture was like a cornucopia of fruit and i'm thinking because i was going to add food day what food do we live and die with like what would be like you know the fame like everybody asked that question like if you're on an island what food or what if there were you can only eat one food the rest of your life what would it be you know so i i, I just but i saw it i was just intrigued because it was like uh what food but i guess there's yeah, it's National Food Day, focusing on health, or healthy and nutritious food, and takes place annually no, that's today. Not, yeah, well, so, that's uh, okay, so so if it was a healthy and nutritious food, what would you eat every single day? I'm blank. I have nothing. My yeah, mind is my mind. Get out of here. You eat healthy. I eat healthy, but like I create the macros that I eat. So you know, if I could, like, if I could fit pizza in my macros, can I, I think about eat. this over the next three hours? Yeah. Okay. No, two and a half. But yeah. All right. I'll try. I'll try. That would be my live and die food, though. Pizza. Uh, good times for baseball. Oh, Las Vegas great. Phillies are in the World Series. The Evil Empire, the Astros have made it. So I guess we're all rooting for Philadelphia. Absolutely rooting for Philadelphia. Uh, and, you know, I heard a fantastic conversation uh, this morning because we're going to talk a little bit later about the Phillies. There's obvious reasons why I want them to win. But there's a major reason why I think they're going to win. And But you have to be cheering for the – if you're in Las Vegas, there's no doubt you have to be cheering for the Philadelphia Phillies. Bryson Stott and Bryce Harper well represented Las Vegas in the World Series against the Houston Astros. And, I mean, besides, don't you, don't you want to root for locals over cheaters? <laughs> yes. All right. It's pretty obvious. No. Yeah. We still calling the Astros cheaters? I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, just because it's fun to, yeah, yeah, more than anything. Why not? But they are the evil empire. They're the dominant organization in baseball. Are they? Oh yeah. Okay. You don't think? They've become. Yeah, they've got one of the top five richest uh, owners in Jim Crane. But but I don't know if you can steal that moniker from the Yankees, can you? Yankees don't win. No, but like and they're, the Yankees they're have the one of the Empire. Yankees have one of the poorer owners in baseball. This is true. It's not one. Not of as cutthroat. In, in the middle. Well, I don't know about that. 
Actually, he's not. The he's young Steinbrenners don't care. No. So it's a, you know it's hard to even root against them, but you know it's ingrained in people to root against the Yankees. But that was pathetic, and they just don't have the team, and they've pissed away money in bad spots. So we'll see what they do in the offseason. We'll see what they do for trying to go cheap on Aaron Judge, and when they lose him to the Mets or the Giants, that'll be hilarious. And it's, I'm a Yankee fan. Is there anybody outside? Is there anybody right now that's now in the offseason that's under more of the microscope on the hot seat than Aaron Boone? I don't know. Not hot seat for the I, job, I, I, but, but but like in terms of, okay, what are you going to do? I think Brian Cashman should should be on you know on the hot seat, but let, let's uh, let's hit that later. We get a baseball guest in in the uh, three o'clock hour. Raiders win yesterday. It was a must win. They started off a little bit slow, uh, got going, and really it was all about Josh Jacobs as he finished with 143 yards, seven yards of carry, three touchdowns on the day. Give me touchdown number two from Josh Jacobs. SNFX 939. Slot to the right. Instead, it's a handoff into the belly of Jacobs. Bounces off a defender at the two and in the end zone. Touchdown, Raiders. Jacobs does it again. His second rushing touchdown of the game. That is easily the best story of the season, right? Josh Jacobs. From this team or in the NFL? I would say from this team, and it's one of the better ones in the NFL because it made, so. it made headlines that first round pick and a pretty productive running back over time. Uh, Patriots guys come in, they look at it, they're like, yeah, you know what, we're not exercising the fifth-year option, not good enough, and we really don't like running backs. And now the entire team has to ride his back to get back on track, and they've done it. They're 2-4 and four now. Uh, you know, we want to be 3-3 three and three or better, but, hey, 2-4 and four is better than 1-5, and five, and he has kicked booty the last three games. He has, and I think that it's a testament to his attitude going back to training camp when we, including me, continue to badger this kid over, you know, the contract or lack thereof, the, the uh, picking up that fifth year. And he said, it's really not an issue. It's a non-issue to me. I just have to go out and do my job. He focused on his body, focused on his nutrition. He focused on ailments from last season to get better and become in an absolutely better person. It, and everything that he talked about made sense to some reporters. I'm not knocking anyone, so... Don't read into this. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'm just saying to some reporters to just hear the, the lip service in that, oh, I took care of my body this. But you know me, Steve. I will go further and ask, like, well, when you talk about your nutrition, what did you eat? When did you eat? Were you doing hypertrophy work? Were you doing conditioning? Were you doing band work? What did you do to get stronger? This kid put it all together and put together a program during the offseason to get his body in the best shape possible. And, Steve, let me tell you something. I'm not in a, I, I wanted to see the running game become a part of this offense. But with the running backs room that Josh McDaniels have, I just hope that he can sustain the hits that he's taking and dishing out. I was going to say, he's not afraid of getting hit. No. he's low, I mean, he is a bowling ball, and he's getting it done. But – I reminded him yesterday in the post-game press conference. I said, Josh, you know, we just talked a few weeks ago. We talked about when you heard you were going to be in the Hall of Fame game, when you were going to start, and he smiled. I said, you said, okay, well, roll up the sleeves. Time to put on a show. And he laughed. He said, you know, is it, is it, is it hard to not sort of get a chip on your shoulder and sort of have that self-satisfaction? He goes, it was almost Kobe-esque, that Kobe video of what's there to be happy about, right? What's there to be happy about? His <laughs> job done. He goes, why would I be self-satisfied? Right. You know, it, it, the accolades are nice and everything, but the accomplishments are cool. But I want to go to the playoffs. I want to overcome this. You know, he didn't say use the phrase one and four. He said, I want to go on a run and show that it can be done and get and, and have that feeling. 
So he's saying all the right things, and I don't think it's lip service. I think he's 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 demonstrating it by his actions. Yeah, I want to earn that next contract. He's yeah. not going to say that. No, but you no, know, no, he, no, but no, you know, no, he no, thought no. about it. No, no, no. He told me that. Okay. Not yesterday though, but a few weeks ago when I did the one-on-one with him. No, he absolutely. He he said and almost close to those words. No, 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 no. I want to make the next one count, and it would had to do with that that extension. Oh, he absolutely said that. Well, he's been awesome, and Devontae Adams talked about what Josh Jacobs uh, getting all this work done on the ground is doing for the rest of the offense. Just create more opportunities, uh, you know, for, for receivers in certain situations to, you know, whether it's play action or whatever. The, the box is obviously going to be a little bit more stacked, especially if you keep going for a buck fifty every game. It's going to make it, it's going to make it a lot easier for us to go do our thing. And you know, games like today where. Um, it makes them play honest. You know, obviously, I've been seeing a lot of two-shell, a lot of different ways they've been trying to take me away, whether it's doubles or, or playing, you know, cover two. So when you do that, I mean, you can still want to, if you want to take me away, it's at, at that point, it's just you just don't like me because yeah. he's going to keep doing what he's doing and, and having uh, successful games like that. So that's what we need out of him. We want to keep winning. And you can say it changed a lot yesterday. The Texans eventually had to move on from what they were trying to do, and Adams had a good game. You know what? The entire offense had a good game. It didn't matter that the big guns had the big numbers. It was the the use of the offense. The only the only things, and I know you probably like this. The only thing there there was there was one particular play that they kept going to, and at some point, I mean, it worked the first time, and then it got stopped, and then was that little wide receiver end around run to DJ turnout. Okay, they figured that out. The other thing was the trickery. There was one in particular, Paul and Paul Gutierrez from ESPN, and I looked at each other and said, okay, he is going to get smacked, meaning Derek Carr. You're setting him up in a very precarious position. But for the most part, the play calling, spreading out the wealth to, to the different components of this offense was very well done. So even some of the stats that don't show up or the, the, the plays that don't show up on the stat sheet, the hustle stats, the linemen, which we'll talk about the offensive line, I thought everybody had a great game, not just those that were on the stat sheet. Colt Miller, starting left tackle, had a solid game, and he was also thrilled with the work that was put in by Jacobs because it reps what they're doing up front. Yep. Consistent with his energy each week. Um, his vision is awesome. The, the way he the way he plays the game is, man, it's, it's next level. We try to, you know, make some little holes and some good double teams, and he just extends and takes it to that next level. And uh, he made that, what, you mean history? Yeah. yeah. That's huge, man. That's so awesome. Yeah. And how, how many pride do you guys take in that? Oh, we a lot. I mean, we we uh, we try to press in each week just because we know the backs we have and, and what can really happen and how that changes the outcome of the game. So we just try to press in that each week. It looked like on his, his first touchdown, you made a touchdown signal without before he made it in. What, what kind of confidence did he have in him? Because <laughs> I see, I, I see, I heard the footsteps, and and uh, uh, man, I was just, I was running, I was running, running, running. I glanced back, I was like, oh yeah, he's in, he's in. <laughs> I was so, I was so pumped. And then uh, shoot, we just kept going again and again. And uh, man, Duran got that uh, that pick six. Woo, Yeah, it's a team that has not been able to really close other teams out for the most part over the last couple of years now. Even though they went 10-7 and seven last year, there were you know, a lot of nerve-wracking games. and They won all the close games last year, seemingly won almost every one of the close games last year, but that was nice to have uh, Harmon come through, and Willie's got some one-on-one stuff with uh, Deron Harmon, who's been a real shining light for this team. So where does Jacobs go from here? Because uh, he's starting to move into pretty lofty territory. I think the last time a Raider went 100 yards 
or more three games in a row was Bo Jackson and Napoleon Kaufman. Was it? The last Raider to rush three consecutive 100-yard or more game, uh, was Napoleon Kaufman in 97. Okay. All right. I stand corrected. Uh, Bo before that, and then Marcus Allen had a really long streak of 100-yard games in 85-86. 85, I think he rushed for just under 1,800 yards, so 1,759, so you'd expect that for Marcus Allen. So this is a uh, you know, pretty high stratosphere right now. Amongst Raider running backs. And he's also the sixth player in the past six seasons with 300-plus yard games in the entire league. So it's not, you know, you think about it, you, you heard that. Like when that came out yesterday, right, and I first heard it on the, with the radio broadcast team, they, they had mentioned that. You know, it, it sticks there for, for a half a second in your head like, huh? And then it came out. Then I saw in an NFL Note that sent they send out to us. Six player in the past six seasons in the entire. It's not something that happens. You know, you have the these big time runners. Yeah, they go for a hundred yards, but apparently to do it three times to three consecutive games is not that easy. Maybe maybe they lighten the load. Maybe you know, depending on the defensive schemes. Good thing for the Raiders is, I think they're going up against some soft rushing defenses in the next couple of weeks, which we'll talk about. Yeah, real interesting schedule. Let's get to that on the way back because I want to get into if they can pick up momentum here and start winning a bunch of games in a row because they have to. they got to make up for yeah. the uh, now 2-4 and four start, and we'll look at the schedule and also where the Raiders are health-wise at this point in the season. Get over to Twin Peaks in Henderson for Monday Night Football. Awesome food and drink specials. Plus, Cofield and Company's Willie Ramirez will have plenty of great prizes you can win. It's Monday Night Football at Twin Peaks in Henderson. Everybody has a role. Everybody has a job and certainly uh, performed uh, well today and had some opportunities to really make some good plays and did. I just thought our team, you know, came out and tried to focus on what their job was. And that's usually a good formula, you know, when everybody tries to do their job and does it well enough, you have a chance to win. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live at Twin Peaks. Raiders clawing their way back in. Needed that win. Two and four now. Nothing great, but two and four. And a manageable schedule coming up. A lot of road games, though, and that's part of the problem. We were just talking about Josh Jacobs and his outstanding play. Last three games, 143 on the ground, 154, 144. You know, it's one thing to go over 100 yards. Now you start moving towards 150. Mm. Those are big-time games. We were asking the last time that a Raider had rushed for 100-plus in three straight games, and you corrected me on uh, Bo and 90, Napoleon Kaufman, 97. Actually did it five out of six games. Listen to this run Kaufman had. 140, 126, 162, then kind of a dud. Not much offense in this game as they lost uh, 25 to 10 to San Diego. He had 13 yards, but then after that, 227, 112. He had a monster year. He rushed for almost 1,300 yards. Kaufman did, and another 403 receiving, so almost 1,700 yards from scrimmage. And, of course, the great Marcus Allen closed out 85 with nine straight 100-yard games. Started uh, Began 90, check that, 86 with two more 100-yard games. So Josh Jacobs doing a, a hell of a job. Yeah, three straight now. And in that in those three games, 441 yards, 6.39 yards per attempt, six touchdowns. Now here's the other impressive thing. 15 targets, 13 receptions, only 82 yards, 6.31 yards per reception. So – He's doing the blue-collar work out of the backfield to catch the ball. But that catch percentage, 86.7%. Uh, 
I mean, just the, it, altogether, the labor that this guy is putting in, I, I would venture to say, Steve, since the Denver game, it's been the best Raider. You have to look back at the uh, PFF ratings. He certainly, he's one of the highest, if not the highest rated guy on the team. I would say, he's I would been have, awesome. Yeah, I, and here's the thing. I know you use that thing. JVT <laughs> uses that. Adam uses You that. like football outsiders. No, you know what I like? My eye test. And I think that Josh Jacobs has been the best Raider. And I think that after that, it's pro- I'm going to probably have to give the nod to Max Crosby. Those have been the two guys that have stood out that have been the best Raiders from start to finish of a game that have made the difference, that were the difference, you know. Um, we could talk about Derek Carr and break him down, and he's the leader, and yeah, but overall, Josh Jacobs has been the guy. And as he said, in a humble manner, when I did the story on him last week, I believe it was, two weeks ago, he said, no, two weeks ago because it was bye week last week, he said, the heartbeat of an offense is the running game. Devontae Adams backed that right up when I asked him. I said, hey, Josh Jacobs just said this. But he said, he's right. You want the pass? You want the play action to work? You want a re- receiving to work? You want – it's it starts there. Yeah. And Josh Jacobs has shouldered the burden. Jacobs, highest graded player on the team at 91.3, according to PFF and Crosby right behind him at 90.5. 90's, oh, 90 yeah. is an all-pro. I mean, that's, that's top-notch stuff. So you nailed it. You grade out at like ninety two point four. I don't I'm today. In the 70s. Today I'm in the fifties. Well, that yeah, but sometimes <laughs> today, it's, sometimes actually, sometimes, today sometimes, it's, in the sometimes it's not your fault. <laughs> uh, yeah, some of it's my fault today. Um, so here's the schedule coming up, and this should have Raiders fans excited. By the way, good atmosphere yesterday, right? Oh, tremendous! Loud pregame, vibrant. halftime entertainment. How was it? Biggie. Yeah. What do you think? What'd you do? Like three songs. I, I, you know, there's only come on. Like, I don't sit there and watch. I'm not. I'm not really. Yeah. Well, first of all, and I'm not knocking. I'm not slamming. But where we're up is high up. Yeah. The acoustics just right. I can barely hear the music. You know, yeah, the acoustics aren't great. Yeah. Even, even as a fan, I was. Uh, I was at the Cardinals game, the opener, and they had Nelly, um, and it, the sound was decent. But I, I'll tell you, the crowd like. They were into Nelly. They yeah. really love. Oh yeah, no, they love. They I, love I love the, what they do for the fans. They love the. You know, I will say this. Love, love, love. Whoever does the like the entertainment, it's very diverse. Depending on you know who's like who who's in the who um, is the pregame entertainment, who's the halftime entertainment, who's the. It, it's pretty cool. They spread it out. Old they, school, nineties, eighties, class. I mean, kind you of know, updated crooners. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, it's it's just different. Um, Throw ice cube, throw two shirt. I'm probably going to pay attention a little bit more, but I, you know, I'm. I, yesterday was was a little. And, and remember, that's when they serve your your next meal. So it's been. So you're 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 trying to just replenish, get some energy. <laughs> yesterday around the media meal. Yesterday, I was right here. I was I was like this. I was dialed in because with AP, you know, you think about it, right? Our cohort in crime that's going to be here in a little bit. Adam, what they got a team of like uh, four or five, six guys. A columnist, an yeah. editor that's working on the so what desk. Are you trying to say they that you kind of jerk around? No, what I'm saying Have is that dessert, we're, watch we're, a show. No, listen to what I'm about to say, instigator, antagonist. I 
yesterday was alone. Normally, there's two AP guys exactly. on staff. So stay I, focused. I was alone, so I was dialed in. I'm trying to write two stories at the exact same time. One is a game story, and one's on the losing team. It was 10-10, so I couldn't do the second one. So you're trying to accumulate all the notes and stuff you can for the – then you look up, and – they're coming out of the tunnel, or they're coming back out of the locker room. Seven minutes left, and now I was like, "Geez, I haven't even been able to go get a bottle of water, let alone grab some food, do anything, look up." Concert's over. So yesterday, I wasn't really paying attention to anything but my computer screen. AP didn't ask for a third on JoJo and the national anthem. No, no, they did, they did, they didn't want a breakout story on her. I'm shocked. They weren't looking for a sidebar. What's wrong with them? I, nothing. Okay. Top notch. Injuries right now. Where are we? Uh, What's the update on Waller? No, there is none. He's out. He's injured. He's He's got the hammy injury. All right. Um, I didn't go to the press conference today. I do know that Josh, I listened to it on YouTube, and the biggest thing that they asked about, I think it was Adam that asked about Jermaine Illuminor, and he said, you know, it's just he, he went out with, uh, you know, the ankle, then he came back in, um, and it's more so, it's, it's more of about evaluating and probably treating and, you know, getting the right stim and therapy and and you, you sort of that those are the types of things that you get worked on today and tomorrow. Come in the facility, get some work on it, do some proprioception work, whatever it may be. Get some ice, get some stim. Um, tomorrow there's an off day, so you rest and you hope that you come back. And you and you, he'll probably be on the injury report, but it'll probably be like you know just full participant or limited, and he'll work his way through it. Um, Matthias Farley had a cramp. He came back. He's fine. They'll be fine. Yeah. He, he he actually. Uh, Josh McDaniels was pleased with the fact that he felt like they're almost, to a degree, unscathed compared to before. Also, compared to the rest of the NFL, it was a devastating day around the National Football League. We'll tell you about the Chargers in just a little bit. But more Raiders breakdown as we come back for the 3 o'clock hour live. Twin Peaks, Monday Night Football is on the way.